welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Well, hello again. Um, Well, oftentimes, we... We think of ourselves as uh, perfectionists, people who need to be perfect, uh, to, to sound flawless, to look um, error-free, to seem no, like free of mistakes and free of flaws and, and free of any type of error. Um, and we 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 seem to want to seek that we seem to want to overwork ourselves to reach that so-called goal um and part of being a perfectionist is to exhaust oneself to reach that kind of perfect level of everything but also part of being in an abusive relationship with a narcissist is being the kind of codependent who always looks for that um, approval confirmation praise uh, satisfaction of the narcissist at the end of the tunnel the with the with the endless um, hope that there might be some kind of satisfaction some kind of uh, appreciation of of uh, however kind of efforts that we try to show to the narcissist that we are capable of of reaching that level of being perfect it just never seems to be right. It never feels like something that is possible. Not now, not even in a million years. Not even for ourselves. 
nor for the narcissist. It's, it's like this, you know, for ourselves, first of all, it's extremely exhausting. It's no doubt that such pursuit of this kind of goal is definitely mentally, physically, spiritually exhausting. And something that is out of our league, basically. We're trying to reach something that is out of our league, that is above us, that is way beyond our capability. To the narcissist, it's important because, because they want that. Because they never seem to be satisfied with what whatever you do whatsoever. It's kind of Mission Impossible number 500 and it's never really possible to please them in any way, shape, or form. They, no matter how hard you try, there is always that kind of like um, that bad spot that reveals itself to them, and then they, and then they start to complain and start to show unappreciation, and they start to make the whole world look black. And eventually, you're not. You just you're just never really okay with anything, you know. For for the codependent, it's extremely exhausting to try to reach that level of perfectionism to satisfy the narcissist. It is impossible. And being human with our imperfection and with the general truth that all human beings are imperfect and we're flawed eventually, it's it's really beyond imagination to have to think about this even. It's stupid. It's really stupid to have to think about this, to even try to, to be perfect or look perfect or just any type of way. We're so used to um, having this tendency to please others, we codependents, um, especially narcissists, and any, any, and any other person really. We seem a, a little bit too selfless and a little bit uh, too ple- pleasing of others and kind of pushover pushovers that we 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 seek the pleasure of others at the expense at the expense of ours we tend to want to satisfy the others before we sat- we satisfy ourselves we tend to want to be perfect in the eyes of the narcissist to beat everyone else and be the first of the race of whatever kind of race actually when there is really no race at all it's just it's just the fact that um there's always this feeling that you want to compare yourself to others when it comes to wanting to hear that pride of that narcissist and happiness of that narcissistic person, of your achievement, you know, you really want them to, you wish, you know, you really, dead, you, you, you wish so badly to hear 
one day that they that they say i love you i'm so proud of you i appreciate whatever you do you make me feel so proud you make me feel so happy i'm never gonna um be able to find anyone else who makes me feel this happy i don't know any kind of expression really that shows any kind of appreciation they just always seem to find the they always want to seem to look for the odd hole in the apple and to complain like i said earlier you know and just make everything sounds so bad when in truth you know narcissistic people generally speaking always look to compare themselves to others and always look to compare their children to each other or to other children or to other parents children or just any kind of or their own past even how they were once children and it's always about comparison of others when truly It has nothing to do with that, you know. There are times when television was not available, when radio was not available, when internet was never really a thing, and they just referred to the past as though it was this time of glory that that had everything. Or when they compare this particular child to their own siblings and and they make that child feel as though their upbringing is wrong and everything they do is wrong about them because they're not simply doing it as the way their siblings are doing it their siblings are doing it so perfectly that this child this narcissistic person is comparing to feels as though they're not important anymore or somebody else's children when where the narcissists themselves have no idea how they got there for example say um girl is being compared to a boy a girl a graduate girl who still lives with her parents is constantly compared to this boy who uh i don't know for some reason somehow ended up studying in the US i don't know and well what do you expect to them to the, to the narcissist to the abuser to the person who constantly looks for perfection and never really uh acknowledges that there are mistakes to be made that there are obstacles to be faced and everything um to them it's so easy for that girl as well to be just like the boy who ended up studying or working in some kind of rich place like the US for example to them it's extremely easy for the girl as well and why not it's the girl's fault for not pursuing the boy's dreams in the first place, right? Or they can make it even sound like a blame. I know it's the girl's fault for living this way, for not pursuing her dreams, for staying with her parents uh so far and it making it sound like it's the girl's fault, like she did it on purpose, like she never wanted to leave in the first place and 
and every kind of excuse that they would find, quote-unquote, legitimate for, for, for the girl to be blamed, for the girl to be made, made fun of, made embarrassed, and made useless, you know? And the girl is then made to feel like, a, like an error uh, on this planet. And uh, so many similar situations. I'm just not really bringing any specific example. I'm just mentioning a random example that happens, you know, frequently. Um, and it's, it's just that, you know, there's always this comparison to others. They feel the narcissist or abuser feels inferior all the time and... They keep comparing themselves to others and see how others are achieving their goals in their lives. And, and they look at themselves and they feel so low. And what's worse is that when, when the narcissist is a parent and they do that all the time. Or a friend. And they do that all the time to their friend. Or a spouse. And they do that all the time to their partner. It's so painful to have to sit there and listen to them. Complaining, complaining, complaining. And they never stop. And whenever you try to stop them, really, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole drama. It's a whole, it's, it's a whole cry of guilt and guilt tripping again. Um, and it's just impossible to really get through these people unless you really physically take yourself out of there and just leave. That's the ultimate solution, I guess. But to really have to, um, sit there and endure whatever it is they have to say, it's, it's extremely painful and creates a really deep wound that is never going to heal so easily, I have to say. And so, really, perfectionism in itself is just a really stupid concept that people, you know, make such a big deal out of when it doesn't even deserve to be such a great consideration Considering the ability of people, their circumstances, their background, their mentality, their openness to things, their personality traits, basically, their openness, their extroversion, their agreeability, their conscientiousness, conscientiousness, and their um, uh, neuro neuroticism. And so that really depends on each and every person, their internal, their internal, um, how do we say, uh, traits or features, and the external ones, which are the entourage, the environment they're in, um, the background, their, their, uh, their history, their genes, I don't know, their um way of thinking maybe culture traditions etc and so 
It just, it, it's so impossible. And yet, these abusers keep doing it. And they keep doing it because partly, I think, they might feel this constant pleasure of always never being satisfied and always want something better no matter what. Always want something better. Even if they, even if the child or the partner or whatever got that thing that, you know, they reached that thing, they achieved that goal, they, there's always a, a plot hole that needs to be revealed and something better has to come up. A, a, a ladder that gets us higher and higher and higher and never stops. And that's really terrifying to have to do so. And... So back to being a little bit more realistic, um, no such thing as perfectionism is ever going to help anyone improve in their lives. There's no such thing as looking, seeming, sounding um, flawless and error-free is going to make anybody feel any better about themselves or about others, no matter what. It's just impossible. It's not real. It's delusional to really have to think about that. And exhausting. So why do we have to do this? You know, why do we why do we find ourselves exhausted trying to make things so flawless? And yet it's because most of the time we are afraid of making mistakes. We are afraid of falling into traps, of facing obstacles, of being turned down by people, of of just, you know, even befriending the wrong ones, you know, um, being stood up a lot of the times, and just errors that keep repeating themselves, and it's not really something that is done on purpose even. You know, these things happen out of someone's control, of course. Nobody's in control of everything. It's usually like 90% of the things in our lives are out of our, out of our control. And only the remaining 10 are in our, in, uh, in our control. And that seems like a huge uh, disproportion. But that's how things are in life. And when things are out of control and when we are afraid of making mistakes, of failing, we owe, we, we, we try to, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the future generations to admit how important mistakes are, how vital failures are. Because the way to... Climb a ladder higher is to know how to fall first. Knowing how to fall, knowing how to how to slip a hand or something actually teaches us to try to hold a hand, to try to climb the ladder a little bit higher. Falling is the the lesson that Rising up teaches us, if I'm making any sense. 
Mistakes, generally speaking, are the way to succeed. Without making mistakes, we don't know which way to go. We don't know which which path is the right path and where to succeed. I mean, unless we make mistakes, we're never going to get anywhere. Unless we keep thinking that we are perfect just the way we are in our comfort zone, it's we're never get we we're, we're never going to get so far and as far as perfectionism is concerned or trying to be perfect is concerned then making mistakes is part of being perfect <laughs> uh yes because making mistakes actually helps us improve in the long run but it doesn't have to be a uh, a way to be perfect We're not created perfect in the first place. So why are we striving to be perfect? It's it's so it's really simple yet really complicated by people. And truth of the matter is there's no such thing as being trying to be perfect or reaching a, a level of perfectionism just because, you know. It doesn't have to be that way. Yes, we can improve ourselves. Yes, we can evolve. Yes, we can share our moments of success with others. Yes, we can celebrate them together. Yes, we can be proud and happy and appreciate everyone that supported us and the efforts that we did and the mistakes that taught us uh where to go and which path to choose. Um but we don't have to be perfect. We're not created that way. We are never going to be perfect. We will never ever be perfect. So it's really easy to to have to be realistic and accept the fact that mistakes are extremely important in our lives. Obstacles are really uh vital in our paths of discovering who we're going to be in the upcoming 5 years or so the wrong people that we meet in our lives that we think are that we think are helping us um are really important to teach us the the, uh, the lesson that not everyone is your friend not everyone's going to feed you the right food you're going to have to be careful with the poison that you might get uh in your throat <laughs> i'm not trying to make the image disgusting but you know approximately and uh yeah i guess if maybe just one day people would stop thinking about imperfect uh, perfectionism as some as as something to strive for maybe life would be a little bit easier wouldn't it I mean, wouldn't life be a little bit simpler and more livable and less painful and less depressing because trust me, trying to reach that kind of perfection is depressing. And since being perfect is depression-free, uh I'm not making any sense right now, but it's because of how stupid the concept is no such thing 
There is no such thing as perfectionism. There will never be, there never has been, and there never, there will, there will never be any kind of perfect anything at all. It's just something that we sometimes humans are a little bit delusional about, and we tend to overthink and give a bit too much attention to. So yeah. It's important to evolve and to not have to satisfy the narcissist if it takes. We're here to be a little bit selfish. It's okay to be selfish. Not to the extent of being a narcissist, but to the extent where it's uh, you're modest, you're humble, you're modest. And you still love yourself. You're not the kind of uh, person who always seeks to please others at the extent of of, of uh, pleasing themselves. But also, being a person, being the kind of person who respects, loves, appreciates, and takes care of themselves efficiently. And no matter what, everyone is 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 good enough no matter what everyone is well on their own regardless of their flaws because flaws also make us beautiful in our own way everyone is beautiful in their own way there doesn't have to be any kind of comparison whatsoever people are different their own ways they get their own they, they achieve goals differently they look at things differently, they interpret things differently, everyone is diverse. So why do we have to make people similar all the time? Why do we have to compare each other all the time and 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 make ourselves feel so inferior when we know it's wrong to do so? It's exhausting to do so. It's it's consuming of energy and mental um energy and thought and everything in between so why do we have to do so when we can just be as good enough as we have always been with our mistakes with our flaws no matter how many times we fall no matter how many times we fail and no matter how many wrong people we meet in our lives no matter how stupid we might feel we are good enough and there's always the choice to make a change whenever something is wrong happens because there's a change there's a concept of change and alternating between paths and choices you know makes life a little bit more interesting and more livable and less worrying and to to an extent and yeah we just have to be ourselves and evolve just the way we are regardless of the abuse this has been self evolution regardless and your host maram ben thanks 
So the episode has ended here, and you can guess this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> no, just kidding. I hope you found this episode insightful to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh, webpage of the podcast. I will take care of it. To conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram Berhoma, and I will see you in the next episode.